Hey, so before we get into this latest podcast with Ryan Weaver, really excited to have him on. Uh, wanted to let you know that now on board with us is Ned's. And uh, Ned's CBD is just great product. We were speaking with the uh, founders and learned a whole lot. And I mean, no matter how much you learn, you don't really know everything until you try the actual product. And I was on the phone with you last night, Chris, and you were talking to me for like 20 minutes about how how much impact yeah. the product had on you. So. Well, you, you, you know, I, I, there, there's always concern. There's always concern, um, at least in my, my, from my aspect is it, you know, cause I, I know I'm not going to tell you I, I did. I've admitted it on, on multiple SF86s and background paperwork, but no, I, I've smoken weed before and I'm, I'm, I don't do it. You know, not now. I'm, I'm not a big proponent of it. I know a lot of my veteran buddies do do it in the lieu of of taking pills and medication if they're having pain and and i know that's also medicinal uses for it but there was a worry that you know okay am i gonna take this am i gonna feel because i don't want to feel the euphoric feeling or or get that high even though it says right there you will not get that and i know cbd oil is not supposed to do that you, you never know but um but uh but it does you want that relaxation or really the, the, the take away some of the pain from aches and pains that i've received over the years and i tell you where i get the most pain and this is even stress pain is from in my shoulder blades immensely. And I can tell when I'm under stress and it hurts. And that's also brings me forward. It makes me slump. And um, no, I tried it and I, man, I, it did loosen me up. It took a couple days and, and you do want to do the dosage that it tells you to. I think anything that you overdo is going to hurt you, hurt you. So yeah, don't, don't overdo it, but there's dosages in there. There's directions in the box of how to use it. And no, I actually a couple days and, it loosened that spot, that tension spot in my back and where that tension gets up. I have a, I have a massage chair that I use as well. Cause it, it can get bad and it just can almost where it, it just makes your day miserable cause you're in pain. And, um, no, it, two, three days, it, it really did the trick. And then I went to shot show. I didn't take it with me then, uh, for the last five days. And I could, I felt at the end of the day, last day and shot show, shot show in Las Vegas guys, uh, when I stand at a booth, I have to sign a lot of stuff, and yeah, so you're and, like hunched um, over it, in there. Yeah, and and it, it brings the tension back too, and and people were so nice. We'll get into that in a little bit, but just doesn't matter if you're nice or mean. There is just there's stress involved in just being being there, uh, basically being on the spot for you know five, six, seven, eight hours a day uh, for four or five days, that stress and that tension comes in and then even just signing it brings in, I know it's, it's like, Oh, Chris, that can't be that bad. I didn't think so either until I've been doing it the last four years, <laughs> how much you could just tighten up, just, no, just talking to people for all day and, and, and being Tonto all day. And, um, I could tell the difference. And, you know, I got home, took a, took a little bit, got in my massage chair and, and it, it loosened on up and, and it's loosened now. And, you know, I feel, I feel better. Um, so yeah, I, I really do believe in it. I believe veterans out there, if you're looking for an alternative to taking pain medication, I think it is a, is an alternative. Just stay within the dosage. Do your due diligence. If you're taking medication that you can't get off of, like I have ulcerative colitis, which is a form of Crohn's disease. Um, I have to take medication every day so I don't get flare ups because that that's it can be it can be devastating, even life threatening to my health. Basically, Crohn's disease and colitis is where your insides are bleeding constantly. 
Um, and I have to take medication to regulate that. So you, I, I wanted to check to make sure it didn't interfere and it didn't. That's good. So, um, double check your medication, but yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I know veterans out there that have recommended CBD oil to me. I just like, nah, I don't need that. I'm okay. I'm okay. But once I did it with tech Ned stuff, it was fantastic. And they also gave us some of the lip balm, yep. which is outstanding. <laughs> it's outside. That's a, that's a no brainer. That's easy guys. And that's, that's that is awesome lip balm the body butter yep i I put some on the back of my arms here i gotta say yeah it works pretty good especially here in in new york i have to say it's getting so cold my skin gets like super dry so it's great for that and i could say by the way with everything that you're saying you sound super alert today i know you were a little jet lagged and just fatigued from shot show and you sound ready to go, and I mean, that's thanks to Ned. So, yeah, it, it does. I, give it a try, guys. I, I, rec- I do recommend it, and other veterans out there, definitely. If you are on medication, because I know the VA likes to pump it through pills. I've yes. been on there. I'm service connected as well. You know, so you don't have to take those pills and get on those hard drugs. Get off those things and, and try try natural stuff. And there, and then we also had a tie in in Colorado. Yeah, we are like, oh my gosh, you're doing it right in Western Colorado where I grew up. And I know how how awesome Western Colorado is. And if, if Ned's is using that area to 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 make its natural stuff, the CBD oil, man, that's even better. Cause I, cause I know my, my grandpa was a farmer out there for many, many years until he passed away. And that's just good salt of the earth people out in Peonia and Delta and Grand Junction. And out Hotchkiss, all that area out there, and that's that's even a bonus for me, just because I know I know they're putting their time into it. I know people are actually caring about the product, which you know how we are. Ian. If, if you don't put, if you don't care about the product, it's going to suffer. If you do put your heart and soul in that product, it's going to it's going to be it's going to be awesome. And here it is again, another one that we have. One hundred percent, yeah. And you know, it's funny all the things that you're saying. You're stealing my thunder for things that we have here to discuss. Uh, but yeah, CBD <laughs> has become uh, no, it's great. It's become popular in the past year. And we were talking with the founders, Adrian and Red, on the phone. And as they were saying, it's become more and more difficult to navigate and choose the right company with how saturated the market has become. Yeah. I, I mean, no one knows that better than me because just walking around New York City, you see these trucks of CBD products, which they're not even claiming are cbd products they're making it look like you're gonna get high off of these because that's what attracts tourists to buy things and i get it it's a difficult um it's it's a difficult field to navigate if you're getting into it so that's where ned comes in they produce the highest quality cbd extracted from the finest organic hemp plants from a small homestead in bountiful farmland of as you said paonia colorado Ned does not cut corners nor spare expense when it comes to CBD production. Ned is a wellness brand offering science-backed and nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. As Chris was saying, the VA prescribing all these antidepressants, opiates, you know, this is a great alternative to that. And it's no isolates or synthetic ingredients. And one of the great things, too— Full transparency, Ned shares third-party lab reports who farm their products, their extraction process, all right there on their site. So all these other blends that you're getting out there that you really don't know what you're taking, you're avoiding all that when you use Ned. You know exactly what you're putting in your body. And just some of the benefits, um, great sleep aid, also used to treat insomnia. You were telling me yourself. uh, Oh, anti-inflammatory, natural pain reliever, used to treat anxiety and PTSD, as we just said, used to treat depression, a rich source of antioxidants, and it treats in serious conditions, chronic conditions like epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, 
and a lot more. And I mean, for this audience, there are probably plenty of guys who are experiencing different types of pain, possibly depression. And we know with this audience, the amount of guys who have been deployed, unfortunately, the epidemic of post-traumatic stress. Uh, and, and this is for it's, uh, the healthy alternative. And for all you veterans out there, I've got post-traumatic stress. I know we call it PTSD. I always I don't believe it's a disorder. It's something that we, we've gotten overseas. And it's, it's honestly, it's a badge of honor. But, we, we you know, it's, it is called PTSD. To me, it's called post-traumatic stress. But um, I've had it since 2007, so I get it. I've been on the antidepressant drugs. I've been on the anti-anxiety drugs over the years. And none of them work for me. In fact, they, they actually make things worse. And um, this, again, is something that uh, – now, granted, I am in a great place right now. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you. I'm, I'm going through a lot of hard things. I went through that last year. I've got out of it. But this has also helped me, though. Just just, just the, the pain that drives you to, to that depression. Like, God, I just don't want to live like this where but the pain is all the time. It has helped. And that back portion, that's hard for me to remedy where the point of where it's at because you, I can't touch it. I can't feel it. Even when I'm getting massages from that chair – um, it doesn't always reach it. And over time, it helped loosen up. But like I tell veterans out there, anybody that's going to take something like this, follow the directions. Don't overdo it. Don't think taking more is just going to do better for you. It's, it's going to be over a period of time. And if you have questions, I'm, you can always reach out to the guys at NED and they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you, yeah, this is probably what you should do. Absolutely. And if you have problems, yeah, just, just don't, don't, oh, don't OD on that thing first, <laughs> first, because that's, that's where guys run into the problem. And I have done the same thing. I'm just telling you guys from experience, always follow directions, be patient. And I, I, you'll have positive effects from it, but, but follow, follow the instructions. And I, I'm saying it three or four times because I'm talking to a bunch of Marines and Rangers out there and I got to say it three times. <laughs> I like how you threw Rangers in because if you would have just said Marines, you'd be taking some shots there. That's where you get it from. That's from me. I I was a dumbass Ranger too sometimes. And Ranger got to tell you three times, you do it. (laughs) Tell you three times. So all the instructions. Once again, as Chris said, Ned will not get you high. Full spectrum hemp is a non-psychotropic, meaning it will not get you high. Once again, Ned products contain a minuscule amount of THC, less than 0.3% as allowed by law. So if you want to check out Ned and try CBD, We have a special offer for the Battleline audience. Go to helloned.com slash Battleline, or you could just enter Battleline at checkout on helloned.com for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Battleline, one word, to get 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Thank you, Ned. With that, let's get right into the episode. On the microphones, pure and uncensored American straight talk. Never quit. You're locked and loaded with Chris Peranto and Ian Scotto. This is the Battle Line Podcast.
So coming on this episode is Ryan Weaver, a guy I actually haven't seen since the last time I was at SHOT Show a couple years back. Uh, we'll get into that with him, but you just got back from SHOT Show 2020. Yeah. You were yeah. pretty open on the show that you were you were like, I have to go, don't really want to go. <laughs> However, looking at social media, which is a whole yeah. other thing we can get into that you got your Instagram account back, you yeah, look like yeah. you had a damn good time, unless you're a great I actor. No, I actually, and when I say good time, my good times are not the good times I had when I was 30. I don't go out and drinking. I don't go to the parties. And to me, that's not a good time. I actually brought my wife with me on this one. And um, having a good time is just having a good time on the floor and meeting good people. I didn't see as many as the of the basic white white gun guys out there. And if that's a racist <laughs> comment, I'm sorry, all you white gun guys out there. But no, I saw I'm that Coolio was there talking of uh, non-white <laughs> guys. And there's but always I, like random yeah, celebrities. I've seen uh, cool. Carl Malone yeah. there. It, it's cool. It, it is interesting to see who's into that gun hunting outdoors community that well, you wouldn't expect. You know, and actually who, who, what was really, it was, it felt more like, and there is a different feel from SHOT Show and, and the NRA convention. It felt more like an NRA convention. It felt more family oriented this time. There wasn't the influencers and we'll get into the info. What the hell an influencer <laughs> is. Jeez, I, we're making professions for anything nowadays, but it wasn't that, that really, that, 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 that HGA. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that HGH shaved arms, got sleeve cats down, got every girl, you know, every gun bunny out there. It, it, and it feels like that sometimes. And this one really didn't, it, it was very professional, very friendly, a lot of just good people. And I, and, and people that came even to see me out, just, just smiles. And it did feel more, felt more family oriented, which is what a gun show to me should be. And that's what the NRA convention always is. So I always have recommended, yeah, go to the NRA convention. Nah, don't skip shot show, go to the NRA convention. But this one, it had that same feel as the NRA convention. And it just, and I got to see some old buddies. I, 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 for those that don't know out there, Leroy Petrie, Medal of Honor, Leroy Petrie, and I'm name dropping him because I'm, I, he is a buddy of mine. We also, we went through basic training together. We were privates, range battalion together. I, I haven't caught up with Leroy in, in years. And, and he was at the booth for day one. I walk out there, he's waiting for me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Leroy, what's going on? It, it was a good reunion. And then our, another buddy of ours, uh, Matty Waters, hop, we call him Hop Along because he lost his leg to an RPG attack in, in Iraq. And that's that um, military humor that only yeah, you guys yeah, could make fun of that. Served together. Yeah. And, and Matty was our tab spec four, which at Range Battalion, he's, he's like the – Man, tab spec fours are like the devil incarnate. They're the ones that are going to haze the hell out of you when you're a private range battalion and try to break you. Maddie was there. Leroy was there first thing. I walk up and I haven't seen, you know, we haven't been together in since probably as a, us, us three, uh, since I would say that, yeah, the two, beginning of 2000 before I started contracting. And, and, um, no, I was, it was, it was a good way to start it. And then Andre Olaski, as he came by, he's always there. He's nice. loves it. He, he came by and saw me. And, but, other than name dropping, just just the people, just the people were so so nice. It was just so refreshing to to not have that egotistical alpha male feel at this show as I usually get when I'm there. And Maximum Defense, again, fantastic job. I was at their booth, Maximum Defense Industries, and then Fort Scott Munitions, who has been our sponsor, and of course will be coming on as a sponsor again yes, at, at their booth. And and those are just. Those are good old home companies from Fort Scott, Kansas and St. St. Cloud, Minnesota. And just being around the booths and being around all that was was tremendous as well. And having my wife there, it does help because then we just we kind of make a date out of it at when the day's over. And 
and we go have dinner and we turn it in early and we just, yeah. it's just enjoyable. And there's a lot of great restaurants in Vegas to explore. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I would have, you know, if I was New in York Vegas, has a better restaurant. So brother, I gotta say, yeah, New York, New York is probably a lot of stuff yeah. in Vegas. I feel like is stuff that wouldn't be able to make it in New York, to be honest. New York is always it's, like top of the line steakhouse yeah. top of the line, everything. Yeah. I would have definitely made a whole occasion out of it. Like I saw that, you know, David Lee Roth is doing his Vegas show right now. I'd probably go see that if I was in yeah. Vegas. So and I don't know if you did what, any of that, but I, I I don't have you know it's hard because I just don't have time. I wanted to see the new Cirque du Soleil there at Luxor. That I I'm into that kind of thing. Sure, Cirque du Soleil. I'm into the old shows like the old like going and seeing the the old uh, the old uh, doo wop shows. Um, but I just didn't have a chance to. But it's it's okay because we still yeah we we still go out and we still go like on a date and have any and go to dinner. Went to Buddy V's, which the Cake Boss his restaurant, which nice. is it's it, it's tremendous. It, it's great and uh. Honestly, though, it's just a time that her and I can, after we're done for the day, where we can, we don't have the kids and we, we can hang out. And I know Vegas now that I know how to get around and navigate everything and uh, even get up in the morning. And I know where the best place to go get coffee in the morning where nobody's going to be at because I feel like I'm in Vegas over the last four years, about half of my life over the last four <laughs> years. You're going to shout, sure, a lot of public speaking, public speaking, either at the wind or or seizures, always, always in Vegas for something business related. And I try to turn it into a good time with my wife because I'm not a gambler and I'm not a partier, just like the shows and we like to eat. And, and honestly, I like running the strip, running the strip back and forth. It's, it's five miles one way from Venetian to the, to the MGM. And that's a good experience in the morning and then doing it at night. It's, it's, it's now, you, you know, it's one of those places. If you're a runner, that's got to be on your bucket list. You got to go run the strip. At and at SHOT Show, I mean, that whole audience is walking around the whole area. So I'm guessing you had to have gotten stopped a few times yeah. and got recognized during <laughs> Actually, that run. This guy, this cool, nicest guy in the world from New Zealand, I was running back at night on Wednesday. I just run from Venetian. I went to the MGM. There's turning around. That's, it's about a five-mile run. He actually – there's a Walgreens right before you hit the Venetian in there. And he actually ran after me because I have my headphones in. I can't hear. <laughs> he ran and he, he said, Hey, Tano. And it's a guy from New Zealand. I'm like, yeah, I'm Tano. And, and I, you know, it's actually, he stopped me and I'm like, of course I'm going to take a picture with you. Cause he's huffing and puffing. Cause he, he was, it had been drinking too. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I can't get a picture with you. And it was, no, it's cool. I mean, that's the kind of thing. Very respectful. And it, for something like that, heck yeah, I'm going to stop and take a picture of you. You're trying to, you're running with me down this, down this trip, trying to get it. And what was awesome is that it was, you know, they have those people that that dress up as Mickey Mouse or those characters. Sure. That that's the. It was right with that. So that guy when the Mickey Mouse looking at me, then he took his helmet, took his hat off. He doesn't know. I, I'm not in his <laughs> in his genre. But he's like, who is that guy? But it, that was the cool thing. And it was a guy from New Zealand. And I'm like, man. So I that's. That's awesome to know that you actually have uh, have gone. People are noticing what you do internationally in a positive way, and it's humbling. Not at all, but it's also very, very humbling. Like my goodness, maybe maybe there is something I'm doing right to help people or just to stay be a positive influence. Because it was just the smile on his face made me smile, and I was had blowing snot bubbles because I had the crud, and he didn't care. I was like, I got snot all over my face. I don't care. Let's get a picture. Like I'm, I'm with you, bro. So yeah, it, it does happen in a lot of pictures, as you can see from social media and people that that are. But people again were generally nice, and the feel of it was was less ego than I've been at any shot show since I've started going six years ago. And it was again it, 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 comparing it to the NRA convention is a definite compliment because the NRA convention is a good family oriented 
it is family oriented show and all you gun grabbers out there yes we all us the people that legally carry <laughs> we the majority of them that i know not all of them are extremely extremely uh versed and well-based in good family and and that was great it was it was a it was a pleasant surprise and i told you i'd tell you if i was wrong if i when i came back and i was wrong how i assessed it before i left i'll tell everybody right now i was wrong that's good to hear man and and you are making a difference to you know what you were saying um we got to get to ryan so really quick the other thing i wanted you to get into was that you got your instagram back i mean there's not much (laughs) to say about it but i'm glad to see that you're back on there yeah but i still can't get verified i got it back but then i gotta think you still we still can't verify your can't get the blue check mark uh, my wife gets more pissed off at that than I do because she monitors it. But yeah, I did. Actually, uh, there was somebody from Facebook that stopped by the booth. His name was Chris. And he said, hey, I heard you lost your Instagram account. How can I help you? And uh, I said, well, can you do this? I, I said, I'm just told him what went on. And and long story short, um, I said, there's an imposter out there that claimed I was he was the real Chris Perano, got my account taken down, the imposter's account did and then it didn't get taken down can you help me out to get it back up and i was standing at the maxim defense booth so you know there are vendor maxims there with me and i talked to one of the guys dave the vp's right there he's going yeah it does hurt us because he can't market our stuff on his instagram and he wrote it and the next day it was up so obviously chris if you're listening to this thank you because you did something but it was you know it was, it was nice to talk to a person an actual person that could help at instagram because instagram if any of your people are listening out there you guys suck Big time. And I, you need, I don't know how your standards are for verification, but they're set so low yeah. and you're, you're, you're costing people money. You, you really are. I wish there was a way that we could do a class action against Instagram for all the people that have lost money off guys like myself that I guess I'm not an influencer enough to get that blue check mark, but I'm influencer enough to have 13 fake accounts go up in my name <laughs> this year alone. It's crazy. People, it really is. Yeah, but it, but it was a good, but it was good that it went back up and I did talk to a real person and, and yeah, he helped me. It was awesome. And again, it's just another positive that came out of the shot show that was unexpected. And that's a good thing. That That's fantastic. I, I really appreciate it, Chris. If you're out there, thank you, buddy, very much. Yeah. So the, um, the Instagram once again is real underscore Chris underscore Tonto underscore Peranto. Uh, and yeah, you're back on there. Glad to see it. Uh, with that. It's a short intro because we really talked up Ned, but I know you love the product. So on the show for the first time, Ryan Weaver, artist best known for the burn video, which I think a lot of this audience has seen, which features Chris, uh, the without new song shirt, without a shirt on. Yes. I'll without a back, shirt I'll on back, Chris, though. I was a little chunky. At that point <laughs> the, uh, the chunky. new song is the arrival, which is going to have an upcoming video, which will also feature Chris. Uh, good to have you on, man. And it makes sense to have you on this episode because Chris was just recapping shot show and anyone on Instagram saw that you guys met up while you were there. Yeah, it was a short meeting because he was extremely busy, but uh, Chris always makes time for me. He's been immensely supportive of what I've been doing, and I think our messaging is very similar, if not the same, uh, when it comes to what we believe in and the causes that we like to support. Of course, I always support his 14th Hour Foundation as well, but uh, he and I became friends uh, a while ago when we started this, this burn video and he's so much like my brother. It's almost like when we yeah. get around, each other, we, we we get into that brotherhood mode. Yeah, and we, I already talked about, Ian, I talked about that a little bit offline, where his brother was also uh, a, a, a real ranger. I said with the 75th Ranger Regiment, got tabbed and, and a scroll and uh, 
Yeah, it was. It's it's now and Ryan and I, you know, we we have we have our ups and downs where he pisses me off. Everyone's like, dude, <laughs> dude, stop! You slow down, man. Gosh, you, you're always putting the horse before the cart. Just shut up and then. But Ryan knows what he's doing, and Ryan knows the music business better than me. So I, you know, him and I, him and I get along real well. I bet we also can tell each other off. If we have to, and I'm sure we will when we're making the video and the movie a few times, especially when he's flying me. I get a still fast rope, right? Is it? Are you still flying? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There, we'll, we'll talk about all the cool stuff that, that we've got planned in it. But I, I have to I have to correct you, brother. I don't think that uh -oh. you and I have ever you and I have ever disagreed on anything, quite honestly. I think that I think I don't remember arguing with you about anything or, or, or having a negative word between the two of us, because I think that we both established from the beginning the a mutual respect and understanding and a, and a brotherhood love, I would say um that that has lasted since we did the uh, burn yeah. was released in 2016 and we actually um you and i started talking with each other when you helped me promote the video ahead of time to help us get it funded uh several months before we obviously released it because it took us several a few months to get it done once we yeah. did the production thing but but no nah, man i mean i, I always love we, we'll josh with each other and we have a good time and i think that's one thing you know it's the typical of the military community, but, um, but all that aside, I can't, I, I could never give Chris enough thanks for the support that he's given me over my, for the music career and this, this new endeavor that we're about to get into. That's going to be absolutely insane. Everybody out there. No. If you don't love Ryan Weaver, I'm going to come throw a punch. That's, just, <laughs> that's him right there in a nutshell, right there, man. So if <laughs> I, if I could jump in here guys, uh, cause I'm, you know, unaware of everything going on. I just heard Chris say music video and movie. So there's a movie attached yeah. as well. There's this this project actually I kind of give you a uh, and my my vision or view of what happened and how it all went down might be a little bit different than Chris's. So Chris, if you want to correct me on anything that I get wrong, um, uh, Chris and I just got into a phone. Actually, I think he shot me a text message first. And he said, tar yeah, he said, parking lot. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. There you go. There you go. He sent me a text message says, Hey, when am I going to get in another music video? Um, so if anybody hasn't seen the burn music video yet, essentially just give you a little bit of background on it. Um, I, I was, uh, John and, and Mark were out promoting. I was at the uh, performing at a volunteer jam with Charlie Daniels here at Bridgestone arena before the Boy, movie. Just, uh, who, who are John and Mark for the audience listening? Sorry, John, John, John Tig, Tigan, Got and Mark. It. Geist were, were out promoting uh, the film ahead of time. It hadn't been, it was about to be released. You guys did that in 18 Yeah, the 13 hours. I, I was in yeah. where the two Marines like carried that night in, in Benghazi. Yeah, no, I got that. It, I, I think for the audience, they just hear the first two names and they're like, who's he talking I'm, about? I'm, so. I'm going to tell you right now, John was a big one for you to carry. Holy smokes. Isn't he, isn't he, and he's still big, a big old big country. I just call him country because yeah. he's just huge, yeah. just monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. ahead. I, I'll throw in my. I'll give him. I'll give John shit every once in a while because it's it's my podcast. I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think I think with the brotherhood that he and I had, we give each other a bunch yeah. of junk too. Yeah. So it's good stuff. But but anyway, so I you know I met John and and Mark that night, and and uh, we already had burn written. Uh, had to change the lyrics up a little bit, but I asked him, you know, have they done the final editing for the movie? Uh, and they said that they thought they were still in the editing process. So uh, the music, then the score gets put in kind of after everything is said and done, if, from my understanding, when it comes to the filmmaking side of it. So John actually pushed the uh, pushed burn to the uh, the film editors at that point, And they had already actually got past doing the score. So we missed out on that. But then I started really getting involved with with John on 
the funding or getting burned funded because we were already talking about doing a music video. And I said, you know, um, I would love to. And Chris, I know that you hate when people say this kind of stuff <laughs> because it, yeah. it embarrasses you, it embarrasses you. But I, I said it, it was extremely important for us to get this message out because we were going to honor the Benghazi for, we're going to honor my two brothers. I'm a two time gold star family member. Brother was killed in Iraq. Brother-in-law was killed in Afghanistan. Well, Aaron and I were deployed together. The one that I say is like Chris, uh, was very much like Chris, but, um, anyway, so we, we, and we're going to honor those guys, but we needed some, some additional star power to be able to really get this out there. And, Based off the cost of filming, a lot of folks don't realize what it costs to actually get something like this done. Um, you know, if we could get Chris on board and, and John asked Chris and, and it was immediate. He, Chris jumped on board, said, I would be honored to be involved in the project. Um, you, I guess you had heard so, a little bit about me and who I was and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and my background. And, and, you know, I know that you, you nor John would put your name behind something that wasn't credible and wasn't worth while to make a huge difference and also to be able to honor the, the, the folks that we both lost in, in those circumstances. So yeah. when, when, once Chris jumped on board, we really, um, it, it was really like a rocket ship. I mean, folks between John and Chris helping me out, getting it funded, we got it funded pretty quickly. And then there were, there were, was a lot of additional funding for the marketing and getting it out there, all that happened afterwards. Yeah. But we brought everybody in, no joke, if everybody watches that Burn music video, we brought everybody in and filmed that all in one day. Yeah, all of the, and, and, and then, of course, John, um, John got the, uh, uh, spoke to the licensing folks at Paramount and got us the authorization to use the trailer clips from the film to help promote the film as kind of a collateral music video. And then to fast forward now, this is really what we're doing now. But now let me go into the conversation that Chris and I had. So he's yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I, I still am confused on the movie thing. Okay, so we'll we'll jump we'll jump into that. But I just, I wanted to give you a background as to how Chris and I really got involved. No, uh, got you. At, at the beginning, and and it's actually started really doing the same thing in reverse. But Chris, Chris was like, "Hey, man, when am I going to get a music video?" I'm like, "It just so happens I released a single." <laughs> And if anybody wants to listen to the song, it's a great workout song. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end the show with it. So yeah, that's cool. So everybody will get to hear it. But um, we recorded that song from coast to coast, and uh, it was Eric Turner from Warrant. You know, she's my cherry pie Warrant. Absolutely. Sent us a guitar guitar lick um, uh, that you know I wanted to write a song with him, and I was touring with the professional bull riders across the nation, and Warrant was also touring with professional bull riders at events. Hooked up with Eric Turner's, like he wrote the lick. Some of the song was already kind of written. The lyrics were kind of written, and then we adjusted it to the lick that he had. And and then we t- got a rock track put to it. Then we brought it to Nashville, got a, a country added to the top of it, and sent it to New York and add a dubstep and and dan- a dance beat to it so that Chris could use his flashlights. <laughs> um, but. Um, Anyway, but it's a great arena rock anthemic workout song. You'll hear it at the end of this. And I think it's a cross genre thing. It's it may I may be a country music artist, but it really fits. Well, I just so I said, hey, dude, I think this song is killer. Um, It's it's gotten such a huge response on the streaming side of things. And, um, you know, we're going to I was already thinking about doing a, a music video to add to what we've already done. Well, how do I one up having 13 hours movie you know scenes in a music video which are you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in the shot and yes. all the the different things they put into it how can i one up that well 
And we ended up getting Dave Benton, Boone, uh, involved in the project. So now we have three Benghazi heroes that are um, uh, that are involved in it. So we're going to be able to get all uh, Chris, John, and Dave uh, in, in the film, or it's going to be in, in it. But it started off as a music video. Well, if anybody knows the company Tactical Shit, uh, TJ Kurgan, he's also got Danger Close Media Group. He's got a store out of St. Louis. And uh, he's opening a store in Orlando. But um, I called TJ because he helped us out with the behind the scenes of Burn. And, you know, he said that he would like to be an extra cast member on something that I was doing in the future or be a cast member. So I called him up and I said, hey, man, he's a huge social media influencer and has a media group to be able to support this. We're going to go into this with a plan that's going to be a little bit more extensive than I did with Burn because Burn was really my first big project um, like that involving so many national level, no national known people like Chris and John and, and whatnot. So anyway, long story short, TJ said, we need to make this about human trafficking because it's such a huge epidemic across the United States that is not being talked about. But the tactical and the human trafficking community, the law enforcement community, the Border Patrol community, every one of them are fighting against this daily. And it's becoming the biggest moneymaker for cross-border operations now, even over cocaine. It's turning into a thirty-eight billion. It was a thirty-eight billion dollar industry this past year, and hundreds of thousands of kid, Americans and cross-border other country kids are being trafficked in and out of the United States, and folks don't know about it because nobody wants to talk about it. And then Epstein doesn't kill himself. <laughs> so anyway, all that besides the point. <laughs> That's our own political so, talk. We're going to say in this one. That's our own. Political that was not poli- that. That was not political because he was known. <laughs> He was, he was known for trafficking children. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. Really, that's really what I'm saying. And, and nobody wants to talk about it. But then somebody like him, who's in the at the highest echelons of, of you know, money and, and is involved with so many political figures, nobody's talking about it. It's getting swept under the carpet. I thought it was a great idea. But then I, I, I started thinking to myself, I said, I don't think that we can tell this story in a music video. It can't just be done in a music video. So what it ended up turning into was a 15-minute short film. Got it. Cool. And, and, and then a music video, a collateral music video to, uh, to promote or to support that, which would be like 13 hours coming out as a feature film and then having Burn as a, an additional music video to go along with it. Yeah, th- that sounds like it's going to be great. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I think that, Chris, I mean, you know, you can vouch for this. The cast members that we've got involved in this are, are pretty substantial. Uh, we have some uh, I, I can go through the laundry list of folks that you probably every one of your listeners know. Um, but I mean, I'd love to get Chris's thoughts on it uh, just to kind of, you know, maybe set up the set up the the more of the background as who's involved and who we've got going on this. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, of course, I know taking Boone, and then uh, you know, uh, Chris, Chris Martino. Right? Last I saw, he was in, he was in like his hospital bed. I don't know. I yeah. hope he's getting better. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, bringing people in really, as far as the extras or people, I know we're, we may have teams. Yeah, I, it's going to be for me, from what I understand, uh, more people within in the uh, in the tactical community. Um, than outsiders. Uh, so what I'd like people to see is that to see the video, uh, I don't want it to be just, Hey, this is just tactical guys. This is, I want it to be more of a, 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 a you know, cross cross genre and a cross genre video. And also that movie short, because I think it will appeal to more people, uh, more people. And that's why 
as we go through it, you know, I, I don't know, brother. You know, we got bat defense guys coming. Bat defense doesn't know there there are more tactical guys that that I work with at Ranger Battalion that that uh that now own a helicopter. They they fly helicopters over there in Florida, so we can fast rope out of those. Uh, but it's it's not. I don't want it to turn into just a tactical video. And I want, it does have a message to it, and I think bringing Martini in will help with that. And then. You know, brother, as long as you give me, let me pick who I can put on my fire team. I, you know, I don't know. I, I'll look at it. I, I know it's not going to be just guys that it's going to be. It's going to be guys that that uh, really I feel could be good in the video and and will and honestly look good. Just they got to look good on camera. I think it's got to got to play the role as being being operators per se. And I hate using the term operators, but uh, but yeah, I'm using it anyway. And but I, I don't know, man. I I, I know the video is going to be good. I don't know what leeway Ryan's giving me. I don't expect any. All I am, I'm just a squirrel. It's his world when it comes to stuff like this. I, so, yeah. so whatever Ryan he's given me, but he knows that that I'm going to come and be a goof and bring my best best I can, but just lighten the mood. This is a serious subject, but again, I, to to come across to people, you it really has to it has to touch heartstrings and you have to be personable. So, um, yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, that's, that's me. I, I honestly, that's me in a nutshell. I'm going to laugh at when it makes me uncomfortable, but I think that helps people also say, you know, what? we're not going to make just a stuffy. Now this video, sorry, that was me hitting my fist guys, punching my fist. Yeah. Um, stuffy is going to be a good video that, that I, people, it should touch them. So they take more of a, a look at this and the, the problems with human trafficking and how you're right. The highest it does go in the echelons of Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and, uh, and, 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 and Hollywood and, and even politics. So maybe it's looked at better, but that's why I think it's not looked at as much brother. To be honest, that's why I don't think it is swept under the carpet because, because it's in the highest offices of the United States government as the highest places, highest offices in Hollywood. That's why people aren't seeing it. So who knows, right? Yeah. And you know, Ryan, and Ryan's realistic like I am. Who knows if it's going to do well at all? They, it may just get shut down because we may, may do it and it may not go anywhere because of the subject matter. But as long as we're doing the right thing, you know, hey, we'll get it done and we'll, and we'll do the best we can do. And we're going to have people smiling on it. We're going to have some fun on it, but we're also going to bring a serious message to it. And then um, I, you know, bring a bunch of bunch of bunch of knuckleheads onto the set and, and see if we can see if we can uh See if we can make this get out there so people will see it, even if it's not put out on the mainstream as much as I'd like it to be, because I want Ryan to be extremely successful. I'll, honestly, brother, you're more talented than Luke Bryan. Sorry, Luke, but Ryan is. Oh, you man. are. <laughs> he, he can hate me later, man, if that's the case. But I got to get, get your name out there. And I really well, do. You, you know, what's really interesting that you say that and on the Luke Bryan side of things. First off, I, ha I met him in person. He's super, super, he's super, super nice, very humble. But he and Jason Aldean have a um, they're working with E3 here in uh, in Nashville. They opened up a restaurant with uh, e the E3 ranches. And E3 yeah. has the E3 Foundation that gives back to veterans and human trafficking organizations, and we're getting connected with them together. So, although I will take, I will take your, I mean, I'll take your compliment <laughs> on that. But I would say this: uh, I would absolutely, based off of the people that that know him and the kind of person that he is, and Jason Aldean is, and how they treat people here in Nashville, which is I've never heard anything bad about either one of those guys. I would love to get involved with both of those guys to be able to support the cause. But 
Chris, I mean, I haven't really got to sit down because Chris has been so busy the last couple of months getting prepped for shot show and doing his, his training and speaking and all the different things. I haven't really. And, got and to this show, this show as well. And, and the podcast, <laughs> and the podcast, Ian, Ian's locking me down every once a week, locking me on the podcast. Oh, got to do the podcast. No, I don't feel that way. This is, this is, you know, this is, this is, um, a, this is a smile. Bring a smile on my face. Yeah. So uh, a lot of folks out there that are listening, I want to give them kind of the background and, and what we're planning on doing with this short film side of it. Um, and the music video has actually become secondary. It's really um, we're going to be able to do like we did with 13 Hours and take clips from the film itself and be able to create a music video to help promote the film. But we're going to run through a traf- uh, an actual trafficking situation that J.P. Cervantes has experienced in his career because he does cross-border rescue still. I think that they've they've uh, rescued uh, uh, 27 boys and girls uh, cross border rescues, and and we're going to run through a whole trafficking scenario. And essentially, it's going to go from I was going to be the lead actor, but we have now that we have Chris Martini on board, we can actually get some folks that have have our actual actors in this. Because as Chris said, and I agree with you 100%, brother, this has to have some entertainment value to reach people outside yeah. of just the tactical world. That's not yeah. – we, we need this message to be, uh, if not international um, – if not nationally, it needs to go global because it's happening globally. We want this to be so much bigger than than the the initial music video is going to be. So with the short film, it's going to be 15 minutes max because short films have to qualify and for short film festivals and different things like that. For it to be able to get out there, has to be 15 minutes or less. Um, but we're going to go through a, a not like take it, the movie Taken. It's going to be you know I mean it'll be kind of sort of Taken mixed with 13 hours mixed with the new Rambo first or Last Blood or whatever. Just so we're going to have some Hollywood aspects to it, but the storyline is going to be based off of actual events. The the people that are going to be involved in the tactical scenes are going to be uh, legitimate shooters, legitimate law enforcement, legitimate human trafficking activists. All these to keep the message genuine. Although we're going to have some some uh, the message that Chris you're talking about in this film, we yeah. have to show the real human side to that. And what happens and how it affects people in your normal everyday neighborhoods, this is going on. It's not just everybody thinks that this is a movie thing. You know, it's like taking, oh, that doesn't happen to me. And, oh, it only happens to rich people that have, you know, lots of money and they keep them for ransom. And that, it, that's that's not what's happening. It's happening on every single doorstep, every demographic across the United States. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what kind of neighborhood you live in. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's happening to everyone. And that's the reason why it's such a problem. It's, it's because nobody's talking about it, but it's sitting on our doorsteps right now. And for us to be able to accurately convey to an audience how important this is, you have to show the realistic side of the impact that, that, that a child being taken from their parent, ha- what kind of an impact it has on a family, what kind of a, you know, and we're going to run through a real quick investigative process and how we could find uh, the daughter that gets taken, it was initially going to be my daughter, but it may end up being just the lead actor's daughter. And then we're going to run through that whole process. And, and I haven't gotten a script yet, but JP Cervantes actually did some, um, 
Uh, and if folks out there don't know who J.P. Cervantes is, he's a special forces guy, does one of the coolest guy, cats on the planet, super, super nice, friendly. I have a feeling that Chris and he are going to be cutting up the whole time we're on set. It's going to be a pain in the butt, but that's beside the point. I, I'll um, make it difficult regardless, dude. You know that deal. I, that's oh, a uh, yeah. package, that's just, I just, yeah, I know, I, I know, I know you'll make it difficult until you see it, just like we did with Burn. You'll make it difficult until you see a look on my face like, dude, I need you to stop. Dude, I need you to stop, dude. Yeah, we, we got to get this. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be under the gun, too. I think I got to get right, stuff right. In, in, I, I can relate. I, I know how it is working with you Chris for this mouth, podcast. <laughs> but that's funny. Being able to reach out to those people and Craig Sawman and Sawyer, having those, having them, and we're going to say, this is why we said that, you know, on the, the, the subtitle of it is, the day they took a brother's daughter, it's going to show how we as folks like Chris and John and, and Dave and J.P. Cervantes and, uh, you know, Craig Sawman Sawyer and Scott Campbell out of Texas, who was a law enforcement officer at the federal level. Um, you know, I'm going to go through there are a couple other folks we've got involved. Um, I want to throw those in there just to make sure we get their names. We got T.J. Kurgan from Tactical Shit, obviously huge, huge social media influencer, but also tact. Uh, loves the tactical side of things. Scott Campbell, I mentioned him, very, very close friend of mine. Diana Muller, national champion, three-gun shooter. Brandon Tatum has come on board. He's a, a previous law enforcement officer, but a uh, massive social media influence to be able to get this message out there and has a lot of friends that have massive social media influence to be able to get those out, to get it out there. We got Corinne Moser, who's also uh, works in the tactical I feel like I'm in a, an award show right now. Uh, <laughs> this you know, is the longest list. Uh, no, but but moving on to... Uh, one more. No, yeah. says influencer anymore. Yeah, and, and moving I'm on to some other things face. here. I, uh, no, I, I do want to hear a recap from Ryan of, of what he thought of uh, SHOT Show, because we kind of went over it with Chris. I know Ryan's been to several SHOT Shows. It's actually where I met Ryan. Um, what do you think of this year? Chris seems to think it was, you know... Better, more family oriented this year than in previous years. Because there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of influence. Influencers, I, that, right? I, I agree. Be, I I'm very tired of the word influencer. Haven't said, haven't said that, Chris. I understand the word influencers kind of gotten that a bad thing, but oh, for Lord. us, for us, what I say when I when I mean that, I mean he's got 495 thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel, and for us to put anything that the video uh, for the video. Uh, or the film and the music video, the collateral music video, he's willing to share anything to support this message. It's 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 an outlet, a, a me, you know media platform that we make we didn't have with Burn, um, and so we have so much more of a reach that we can get out there, you know, to get this message out there. That's really what I mean. Um, yeah, he has a. And plus, he's a really good dude. I think you're going to I think, you know, I don't I don't know if you've ever met him, but I've talked to him multiple times and his heart's in the right place. And, um, you know, he's just a really super nice dude. But um, but I'll get to your question on shot. So real quick, but I need to make sure to mention a couple of other people. Adam Desperito is writing the script for this. Uh, He works with Tiffany's Diamonds and he's worked in the slave trafficking for uh, uh, Blood Diamonds. Um, super, super um, talented. He, I believe he just got a full Netflix series picked up by Netflix that he he wrote by himself. Uh, so super talented script writer and Chris Martini, obviously Max Martini. Everybody knows Max Martini. His brother is a director producer on this. So we've got a pretty star studded cast in there in, in all aspects, all aspects of it. And their hearts are in the right place. Now back to shot. Show. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have to do what Chris does at shot show. Um, I go to, I go to shot. I went to shot show this time to speak with companies for p- corporate product placements and to, to get folks on board because we got to fund this film. 
and um, and let the, let them know what our message is going to be. The the folks that are involved in it, and um, you know, Chris is is he's constantly having he he has to talk to more people and shake more hands and kiss more babies or shake more babies <laughs> and kiss more hands. You know, and, I, and I sometimes I, I know I don't right. shake babies out there, everybody. I'm kidding. Right, no, I never shook a yeah, baby in my life. <laughs> right, right. No, we're kidding on, we're kidding on that one. But he he's got to he's got to do that. And the thing is, he's the he's the guy or one of the guys that are there um, that are legitimate in the industry that um, that that can't walk ten feet down the hallway without somebody thanking him for what he's done for this country. This um, he was part of a pivotal point in history for this country uh, in our generation. Um, he, that's what he gets to do. But as far as I'm concerned, someone that's kind of on the outside looking in, I've, I, this is my third shot show. And I didn't see a lot of what he's saying as far as the folks looking at, um, you know, somebody just because they're really, really pretty and yeah, they don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. That kind of no, thing. That's what we're um, saying. Yep. Yeah. I thought, I think it was, uh, but the, the one thing that it can also say that was a difference between, previous shot shows and i can and i'm chris i'm sorry i'm going to do this again i i owe a lot of thanks to you because you sponsored me the last two years to go there um i had a lot of folks that were really the companies that had seen me the last couple years that really wanted to listen to what i had to say and gave me the time to do that and it isn't because i have some massive celebrity or something like that but they understood that that what we did with burn it could have just been a music video Instead, we made it a message video and a music video at the same time. And we're going to do so much more with what we're doing with this. But yeah, I, I my feet were killing me by the second day. <laughs> I, I wore cowboy boots. I wore cowboy boots the whole time. Um, but, you know, they Chris doesn't have to walk to all his stuff. He actually gets carried by a golf cart. Um, <laughs> And uh, and he has you know sixteen security officers that are walking. Around <laughs> oh, you my man! <laughs> I am totally I'm totally kidding right now because I only have I only have eight security officers, and it's not a golf cart. It's a it's a it's a little four wheel. No, I'm kidding. I I, I, I jump on Tig's back, and he carries me everywhere. So if yeah, this is if if this is Ryan's third shot show, then here's the thing: I met Ryan at his first shot show. It's probably my third. And I feel like, dude, the name gets brought up every few podcasts, but Drew Dwyer's how I know Ryan oh, is yeah. no longer with us, man. Like that's, I was with Drew when we met you and, um, the first time I ever interviewed you and then we had you on Will Cow, it was with Drew Dwyer. So it just yep. sucks, man. He's like, we miss him and he's like the glue that holds everybody together and that like, I meet all these people and Drew is just a common connection, whether it's having Kate Hyde on or having you on. And I think all of us have like nothing but good well, things we, to say. We about wouldn't have guy. this show if it wasn't for me and Drew. Dude. I agree. I agree. Now, I know Ryan likes to, I, I, Ryan, before you came on, I even said the same thing. I'm like, this is the first shot show. And Ryan's been, Ryan, you've been to NRA conventions, right? What's the, did you, have you been to a couple of those? I, I, I wish that I, I mean, I, I've been trying to get in touch with NRA country to be part of what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking to the right person or something. I don't know, but I'd love any NRA reps out there get with Ryan and get him over there to the NRA convention. I mean, because this is what that shot show show felt like. Just, just it was just good. It was a positive family. Less, and I I make fun of it. You don't have to. I don't want you to do it. I'm going to do it. Less influencers and more just good people at this shot show, like NRA convention. NRA is family. 
family fam it's like a family feeling and and that's what this shot show felt like it was great it actually i hate going i loathe the shot show can't stand it this year was fantastic and not from the shot show organizers not from the stuff that's there that's all cool it's just it usually brings in it brings in a lot of superficial people oh, in yeah. my opinion where this year no like i i totally agree i walked in like man it doesn't you don't feel that ego ego in this in the air you don't feel that insecure ego in the air you felt man this feels and it did it turned out fantastic and ryan you stop you don't have to say anything like that about me dude you know how full of shit i am i'm just a normal <laughs> five foot nine 160 pound dripping wet guy that that at ryan could whoop why don't whoop my ass easier than anything yeah and, and i and i and i don't right man i i'm just happy to help because i i do i and i wasn't knocking luke bryan either i think Ryan was <laughs> and, and i because because i okay come on what what I, I i'm just saying luke i think ryan ryan should be up in that stratosphere where luke bryan and luke i know i from what you've told me you've never spoken yeah luke out there ryan has never spoken a bad word about you i know he he had you he's he obviously you've worked hard you've had some you know sometimes the chips fall better with other people just to get to that path you need to but ryan you have as well and brother hey you got only one thing you're a damn blackhawk pilot to me that's pretty freaking impressive so luke he's got you on that man and 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 then the gold star stuff. I mean, I I've interviewed gold star family members. Even when I wrote that the Patriots Creed, I interviewed uh, I interviewed the gold star family, two of them actually. And to go through that and still be successful and still stay positive, and then and then still stay as humble as you are, man, which you are extremely humble. I I don't know how you do it. That takes a lot more strength than I could ever muster because I would be angry, 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 angry. And, and pissed off all the time and, and but you use it positively and then you're trying also you're also always trying to give back that's why brother like i said if i was a record producer and i had millions of dollars i'd back you man maybe one day if, if i if i invent something that takes off but in the meantime i just that's why i help you that's why that's why i give what i can to you and try to introduce you to people and when you ask me like yeah well and this is what ryan said because ryan is respectful like i am ryan said what what i what can i pay you I said, well, you, you're not paying me anything, dude. I'll do it for free. But that's that's the kind of person Ryan is. That's how all people should be, whether they're your friend or not. If you're giving your time, no, you offer. And that to me, that shows class, man. Because I think he knows I'm probably going to say no, but he has the class enough to ask me, hey, I'm taking your time. I'm taking you away from your family. I'm making you work. What's it worth to you? And, of course, when somebody asks it like that to me, especially if somebody like Ryan I respect, I'm going to tell you, nothing. Nothing at all, but that because you had the you had the, the damn decency to ask. But that's the kind of person you are, brother. Uh, and I'm through. I'm through. Uh, I'm like Andre, like I said to Andre when I had him. Okay, I'm done sucking you off now. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> right, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Well, but, well brother, I, I would say that uh, uh, I don't ever take that kind of stuff for granted because I remember starting off in my music career and you know, trying to get exposure and trying to get out there. And there were so many military nonprofit organizations that could make, yeah. they were making a million and a half off of yeah, the event yeah. and a night, but they wanted me to come there and tell my story to pull on the heartstrings, to bring the money in. And then I was paying to be part yeah. of it. And I, I got to the point to where I was broke trying to get exposure at military nonprofit events and realize that hey, your support. If you're there to support a military service member, how about you support the guy that's coming in yeah. to make the money for you? <laughs> exactly. I mean, because that's it's not like I'm doing this as a hobby. You know, I'm I'm doing this to make a living. But I, I yeah. would never take that for granted. But 
but to go back on what you said, I don't have to say anything, you know, these things about you, Chris, I think that you and I both have the exact same philosophy and it's not about you, you feel like you have to, you want to, and it, yeah. because it matters. And, and my career, I will, without question, say this every, every single time I, I do corporate motivational speaking, when I talk about where I came from, my career has come from not having a management or record label. I haven't played in the Madison Square Gardens and AT&T Stadium because I did that in 2018 across the nation. None of that has happened because I've had record label or management. It's because of the military community and law enforcement, first responder, hero community that's gotten behind the true, genuine message that I've tried to, to share in, in what I've been doing with, with my career and hey, trying to make a living at the same time and them understanding that and respecting it. That's what's that that's where it's come from. And it's because they want to, it's not because they have to, because Lord knows there are a lot of folks just like you. If you saw the BS, you'd call the BS and that you wouldn't be involved. Hey, yeah. so uh, Chris mentioned your background as a Blackhawk pilot. I'm sure yeah. a lot of the audience would love to hear about your military background. So get into that with us. Yeah, please. Uh, I was a military intelligence guy first, and then, um, you know, that oxymoron. Then you got and smart, then, uh, yeah. then you actually yeah. got intelligence. And yeah. Went, <laughs> <laughs> something but at the, uh, at the time, I had two older brothers, uh, Steve, my oldest brother. He was a Kiowa pilot uh, and a warrant officer, and Aaron had just been uh, – selective and was going to warrant officer candidate school when I was an army recruiter at the time. Uh, unfortunately, got stuck on recruiting duty, the worst job I've ever had in the military <laughs> by far. And I'm sitting at a recruiting station, no joke, seven o'clock at night on a Sunday, about to put, put a kid, uh, take a kid to enlist in the army on a Monday, first thing in the morning. And Aaron, my brother called me up at the recruiting station, said, Hey, they changed the vision standards for flight school. You ought to think, think about putting your packet in. Cause I'd actually submitted my packet, um, as an E4 back in the 25th infantry division in Hawaii a long time before that. And something was wrong with the, with, with my vision. But it, it, oh, I went home and told my ex-wife now, I told her, I said, uh, you know, at the time I said, uh, you know, they, Aaron called me, said they changed the vision standards for flight school. You ought to think about uh, putting your packet in. And she said, well, if you get selected, I'm not going with you. So, um, I, uh, my packet was done two months after that. And I was on, on the road down to, uh, Rucker four months after that, after being selected, went to flight school, uh, graduated top of my class in flight school after some hiccups and, and experiences in Warren officer Kent school, but I ended up graduating top of my class in flight school with Aaron's help and advice. And then uh, the last picture, actually, that I have of Aaron, Steve, and I, my oldest brother, together um, was my flight school graduation. I believe that was the last picture that we have of us together. And, um, yeah, to have uh, – I believe we became the first three brothers to fly in the Army as warrant officers at the same time in the history of Army aviation. And uh, I was honored to be – you know, my whole family was there to see me graduate top of the class. But then I got restationed to Germany, was deployed to Iraq Aaron was a uh, cancer survivor and was non-deployable, and uh, he had to get a buy get a waiver from the 82nd Airborne Commander uh, to get to be deployed. But he had to get bi-monthly blood screenings for his cancer to make sure it didn't come back. And uh, he was actually flying to one of those blood screenings uh, to from Altakatum, uh TQ, just uh, southwest of Fallujah flying to Baghdad hospital when the medevac helicopter he was in, uh, was as a passenger was shot down and killed everyone on board. And I came back from, uh, theater in Iraq to his funeral. And when I became a rear detachment, 
Uh, I was working in a rear attachment after that and was non-deployable because of the sole survivor act. My oldest brother, Steve, is actually my, uh, he's actually my half brother by adoption because the dad that raised us not to get into some crazy off story, but I, I became a sole survivor because Aaron was killed Lee, uh, uh, by, by, and, and quite honestly, it took me two years to look at a black Hawk without losing my yeah. shit. I mean, it, it was, uh, everybody deals with that with loss differently. That's why I never judge anybody for, uh, for any, any way that they're dealing with, with the, the demons that they have going on. I never judge them for it uh, because a, a lot of folks would lose, have lost their brothers or sisters or uh, brothers and sisters of in arms and have gone right back into the fight. I couldn't see myself sitting in front of a multi-million dollar aircraft piloting it with uh, other people's lives uh, in my hands and and not being 100 percent or, uh, you know, in, in, in that cockpit doing what I'm supposed to be doing because I would be constantly thinking uh, sure. about what happened to Aaron. So anyway, all that aside, I started going, uh, I did a Fort Rucker military auto competition and uh, I got runner up. And when the, the winner went to the nationals, I actually, Fort Rucker had their 50th anniversary celebration and I got to open for Daryl Worley and Tracy Lawrence when they came in for that. And I met the army band, a bunch of non-commissioned officers that were playing off post and that was the beginning of it all, really. I, uh, I'd start playing the local club scene, set goals to move to the festival scene, started opening for national acts within a year of, of starting it. And then, uh, started coming up, going back and forth to Nashville and then retired out of the military in 2012. And my brother-in-law was killed. Randy was killed in 2013. And we wrote, uh, crank it. My first music video that's out there. Y'all can go check it out on YouTube. It's a comedy kind of you know, spoof on shallow how, which by the way, has John Karabi, who people know most from Motley Crue, which I remember I was like fascinated by when I saw, cause I, I'm a huge yeah. Motley Crue guy. Oh yeah. John Karabi actually is a, a very good friend of, uh, well, my wife, one of my wife's very good friends is his wife. And, um, he, uh, he and I became friends, but he came on as a preacher of all things. But, uh, but it, so that came out and I played the Ryman Auditorium stage. Thank, uh, thanks to David Corlew, Charlie Daniels manager. Hey, hey, uh, did you, the old one or the new one? Did you play the old one? The, like the old Ryman Auditorium? I know they, I know they've redone it, but the old church with the old, I, cause I didn't know that. The man. Mother, mother, mother church country music in 2014. Wow. They opened That's for, cool. uh, I was one of the openers, Phil Vassar, Charlie Daniels. It was his Christmas for kids that he did. But that was actually my first show with Charlie Daniels was the Ryman Auditorium, uh, uh, awesome. the, the original home of the Grand Ole Opry. Um, yeah. So then the next, next show I did with him, I actually played Bridgestone Arena between Ted Nugent and Michael W. Smith. And that's when I met, um, that's when I met John and, and Mark. And then in 2015, on September 11th, I played the, uh, the Opry House, which is the place, uh, the home of the new Grand Ole Opry show yeah. or the, yeah. the current Grand Ole Opry show. So I played the Ryman, Bridgestone and the Grand Ole Opry uh, within uh, five months of each other. And then Burn came out. We, Burn came out in 2016, shortly after the movie came out. And, you know, we I got discovered by the professional bull riders in a show out in Colorado, a veteran show out in Colorado, opening for Doc and Warrant and Great White. Um, all great bands, yeah. all great bands. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I will tell you docking if I, I don't know if I can say this on your show, but docking. No, say it again. Cause I cut you off. Say it. I want you to say it. Do go docking is a dick. 
Really? Don Dawkins? <laughs> you say whatever Don, you want, man. Don Don Dawkins treated everyone like absolute shit at that show. And the I'm thing with him, and right I'm now. I'm a huge fan of Dawkins, but I will say, as someone who saw him a few years back, the last show they played in uh, South Dakota with the original lineup, which I flew out for, his voice is really, it's just not there anymore. And you know what, brother? After, after all you've said and how nice you are, if you're saying that, then it's got to be true because you don't talk about people like that. And and so well, I, they, I mean, I'll for you, man. So so if I can, I'm going to tell you one real quick story about that show. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Reason yeah, the reason I was I was discovered was because the 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 CEO Sean Gleason was in the front row. He was one of the primary sponsors for it. This is a vet. It's called Freedom Fest. It's a veteran nonprofit event for the American Soldier Network. Okay. So everybody is there to raise money for the American Soldier Network. I'm the only military service member on the bill. Right. So the the three acts following me are Jack Russell's Great White, Warrant, and Dockin. So that, that that was in the order. We got out there. They flew my whole band out there. They treated us like royalty. I mean, they, there were the people running the event, everybody that's, that's involved in that event are just incredible people. Their, their hearts are in the right place, trying to do the right thing. I was supposed to do a 45 minute set. I'm on the front of the stage and Dawkins manager comes on to the stage in my performance and tells Craig, Craig Wilson, my rhythm guitar player tells you guys are, you guys are done. Get the F off stage. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Three three songs into my set. Three songs into my set. And Oz had actually driven two, uh, two hours to get to this thing so that I, I could talk to him about Burn because he was uh, John wasn't in, in the area to be able to come to the show. So I wanted to be able to talk about Burn and what we're doing. And although Oz wasn't in the video, he was still willing to come out and, and help me promote it at the time. And um, But all that aside... He was standing out there and, and I had sang three songs and a 45 minute set is like eight songs. I hadn't gotten to tell any of my story. Well, I found out I turned around, found out they said to get off stage. And I will say this. My wife was there with me and she was videoing. <clears throat> She's never seen me on stage dropping F-bomb. I was <laughs> dropping F-bombs every other word in the microphone telling them I'm the only veteran on this on this lineup they brought me out to raise money for my brothers and sisters in arms i'm here for the right reasons but i'm going to tell you something right now fuck docking <laughs> <laughs> there ain't nothing brother there ain't nothing wrong with that, that and you that can, is, you, can that you, is dickish. That but is. You, you can beep that but anyway so no we, we don't have to beep anything man we're uncensored we're you know okay, this is run so, completely so, by us it's all out of pocket by me and chris so we do whatever yeah, we want man we do how we okay. want man and, well, and that's, that's the kind of we, I, you know people should know that man i watch you tell after uh, uh, people say no great keep going man keep going we, this is the stuff we so, love keep going but but so anyway, but Sean Gleason was sitting in the front row and, and I got off the stage and he came up to me and said, hey, I work with a PBR, didn't tell me who he was. I had no idea. He said, I love your story because we did uh, uh, What You Think of Me, which is a song I wrote for Aaron on the 10th anniversary of it, um, of Aaron's death. Uh, but I got off and he gave me his card. I had no idea. And But there's a, a long story short. That's when I was discovered by the professional bull riders and they brought me on board. We recorded the Celebrate America EP in 2017. Um, and then I headlined at T-Mobile Arena, replacing Steven Tyler as the headliner 2016, headlined at T-Mobile Arena at the World Finals. And then first show in 2018 was uh, Madison Square Garden. So no record label, no song on the radio, 
nobody knew who I was. And all of a sudden I was performing at the biggest arenas across the nation. But one more story about that show, just to show you <laughs> how much of a dick the guy is. <laughs> his coffee maker wasn't working in his bus. So his manager, who was the same guy that told us to get off stage, comes onto the bus when I wasn't there and asks if he could make a pot of coffee for Dokken. And we're like, sure. Why not? I mean, we're not going to say, no, nah, man, we're going to be buttholes, stay off our bus, whatever it is. Sure, make a pot of coffee for Dokken because his coffee maker's not working on his bus. This sounds stupid, right? It sounds so, so like whatever. Okay, so that joker, no joke, makes a pot of coffee. A full pot of coffee comes back on the bus less than two minutes after that coffee pot starts making the, cop, uh, making the coffee when there were probably two cups of coffee in that pot and pulls the pot from the coffee maker and takes it to Dawkins' bus while that thing is still brewing. Oh, man. That sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> 10 cups of coffee. Go all over the bus. Back of our bus. 10 cups of coffee end up pouring all over our counter and onto the floor into our bus. And he never comes back with a fucking coffee pot. So wait, <laughs> your your beef sounds like it might be more with Dawkins' manager than Don Dawkins no, himself. No, no, no. Hey, Dawkins' manager is going and doing what Dawkins tell him to do. Hey, I, 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 I'm telling you right now. And everybody else said that he was just and, – and I'm not going to tell you what was in his contract or whatnot because it's an, on an NDA with the guy who's running the thing. But let's just say – that man was not there to raise money for our troops. That man was not there to raise money for our, our veterans. He was there because he was the headliner. And, and he, his, his heart and his mind were not in the right place. I will tell you completely the opposite about Warrant and Jack Russell. Jack Russell was one of the most kind individuals I ran into. And every single person in Warrant gave you the time of day treated you with respect and absolutely without question would back anything that our military service members or our heroes do without question. And Chris knows I would yeah. not say that if I didn't 1000% agree with it. Right. Right. Never, never. I've never heard Ryan talk bad about anyone. It, this is the first time ever <laughs> it, because he does and he doesn't do that, it, but he also is, but he's honest as well. He's very honest as well. So yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it, man. And, yeah, kiss my ass, Dawkins. <laughs> We're gonna have well, a Dawkins. We, we gonna... hey, 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 Ian, we can't have Dawkins on. We gotta cancel him, dude. No, no, I still, We're I still will always him. love Dawkins' music, but I will say his voice is not where it was, and <laughs> well, uh, those was... stories sound pretty crazy. So, um, you know what I wanted to ask you about? You were saying that your Chris reminds you of your brother. Uh, people would probably want to hear that. Like, how so? So. Chris and I actually got to spend a little bit of time together at first with the when the vi video started filming. Every, it was kind of crazy behind the scenes because you got to understand, we, I, we put all these people together that are in this video. We, I mean, we flew in Tawny Lynn, uh, uh, you know, yeah, Nathan Afraid. I mean, we flew it. We had all these people involved in this filming, and and I put all this stuff together. Like all this was was a one man show essentially organizing. It was like cats. And going through a river, trying to get everybody corralled <laughs> together. But um, but Chris and I really didn't get to spend a whole lot of time talking to each other. It was very short conversations in between when we we're make you know getting the shots done because. We, but it, we it, did ride. We did ride to the airport set. Was that and that's, that's the first time that's, I did it. First, yep. That's the first Facebook Live video I ever did. Was with you in the truck. He had. Yep. That. He had. He had <laughs> and so he and I got to, and that was when we got to spend our first our first little bit of time together. And I got to be honest with you. 
straight up, um, I was fanboying when I first first hung out with him. And in about three minutes, I would say if I gave it three minutes, um, he put he he started talking. And instead of fanboying and don't don't take this. I don't think Chris will take it <laughs> the wrong way. No. I, I felt I fell in love with the guy because I straight up. I thought I was talking to my brother. Um, yeah, yeah. That, just cool, the way that he the way that he acted and how kind he was and and just the Aaron was goofy sometimes and very serious sometimes but he he was he's this hyper driven successful ranger he was in the best ranger competition two years in a row with Jeff Schrucker they got fourth two year, two years in a row in that but he you can and you're not driven if you don't do, you know, if you're to be, find that level of success in yeah, that competition, yeah. you, you got to be a driven person just to be in the Ranger regiment, to go to Ranger school alone. You got to be a driven person, but all that aside, he and I just started chatting about normal stuff. And <clears throat> it was, a, it almost seemed to me like I had known him forever. Then I told him about Facebook live and he's like, Oh, what's that about? And I said, Dude, <laughs> you and I could, you and I can stream right now on, on your phone. With all your Facebook followers, we could stream it live and everybody's going to be watching. Because I saw he had, he had posted videos and stuff. I'm like, dude, we could do this live right now and talk about the film or talk about the music video. And he's like, really? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And goodness gracious, did he turn into a crack addict on Facebook Live? This is true. That? This is true. <laughs> this is true. That, that, like, oh, my gosh, this is Oh, this is like candy. I'll, I thought it was, it, but it was like, what? What are you talking about? And welcome to the 21st century, idiot. Here you, here, here, that that was that was funny. Now I because I, I still remember that. And it was it was fun. It was it was a it was just good time, man. And and and, and uh, no, I I just it felt like we could just talk. It was it wasn't anything hard to do. It wasn't. You know, it was it was just where we we just got along along really well together, man. And Absolutely. and this is why, you know, and that's why I did. I felt felt it, it was more feeling like like a brother than it was. Hey, he's just a buddy, and, yeah. and that's why. You know, that's why I offer. I always offer. That's why I always back. And that's why I say, yeah, if you need if you need help finances or something, even to get out the shot show, and then let me know. And if I can help you, I'll help you. And that's what it's always been, man. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and so I always appreciate that. And I, I kept saying, I keep saying to uh, saying to Chris, and uh, hopefully his his speaking engagement booking agent uh, now that gets him out there and does this. Um, we have <coughs> with the history that we've gotten, what we're doing together. Let me add a a a rock and roll concert to script to Chris's speaking engagements, so that we could have a one two punch and really blow people's minds. Not like his speaking engagements. Yeah, you notice I'm not talking like I'm. You're the you're you're even in the room. <laughs> I'm just talking to him. We we could do something that nobody's doing out there right now. Put me on tour with him because I, although I will say this, I think that. You know, we would hang out and, and get in, in good trouble together. Uh, but it, w- it would be an amazing experience outside of the, the speaking and performance aspect of it just to just to make an impact on the world. Nice, man. So when are we going to see uh, the video for the arrival and the actual short film? Well, we're, we're in the funding process right now. We need corporate product placement sponsorships. We're filming on April 10th and 11th. Um, and then we're releasing this in fall of 2020. Cool, man. Yeah, we're, we're, I know I got to be there to, for filming, man. I know I, we've got to work around my spring and, and fall or I, I mean, early spring is I'm so dang busy. That's why we're just trying to work. Around. I'll be honest. And Ryan's been great. He's we're trying to work around my schedule. 
which is extremely yes. humble of him to do. So I appreciate that. So once again, it's WeaverCountry.com, uh, at WeaverCountry on Twitter, and at Ryan Weaver Country on Instagram. Uh, we're going to wrap up thanks. the show with the, with the arrival. And uh, thanks for coming on again, man. I really appreciate you having me. And Chris, it was great chatting with you as well. Ah, of course, uh, brother, man. I, I know I monopolized a little bit of it, man. We just got to be in the time time frame. But, uh, man, we'll, we'll get it out there for you, brother. You're, you're awesome, man. I, I appreciate it. And you, stop saying those nice things about me because they ain't true. You know yeah. I'm sick. <laughs> and I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Great having Ryan on the show once again. Uh, we have the arrival coming out, which you guys could check out. Um, you'll you could actually check out the song. It's up on iTunes, everywhere else that you could find music, that type of thing. Um, but wrapping things up here, man, what do you have coming up on the horizon? I know you have some speaking events. You also yeah, have some yeah, tactical yeah. training courses. Uh, oh, we always help. Always, guys, for tactical training, and for those that don't know this. Uh, now, you know, battlelinetactical.net, just check on the course dates that we have coming up. We, you know, we, we have to fill so many a year. I try to do not as many as I used to. And the reason being guys, not because I don't love you. I do. It's just, I, I, I like to be home with my family more. I try to be home with my family more. And these dates, since we're a mobile training team takes me away from home quite a bit, but, um, Go to battlelinetactical.net and, and you'll see the courses if they're closed. I know the one we have now upcoming in Ocala, Florida um, at Full Spectrum Warrior Training Facility. Uh, Navy SEAL buddy of mine that owns that. That one actually is sold out. Um, it, it's tough to take a ton of people because I do believe the training suffers if there's too many. Um, so, But if it's sold out, it is. And, and just look for one that's close in the area um, uh, coming up next. And... and I know we're going to be in Treadproof Training there at Dixon, Tennessee, tremendous facility out there. Kiefer, Oklahoma, Iron Gal Firearms, which is right outside of Tulsa. Eddie Ranji. If you ever follow us on social media, Eddie's the guy called No Neck because he looks like a big old Oklahoman with no neck. But that's it. <laughs> that's Eddie <laughs> Ranji. And, uh, and we'll get out the, our, to his place, uh, many places out there. And then stuff, honestly – we do have stuff pop up every once in a while, but there's always at least a couple months lead up because we have to prepare for the course and, uh, and just keep it follow battlelinetactical.net and Ryan. Uh, and I mean, Ryan, Ian does a great job on battleline podcast. If we have something coming up, it gets reposted on the battleline podcast page too. And then also Thank my you, pages at Chris Tonoprano and, and then the Instagram page that is back up as we talked about earlier, the real underscore Chris underscore Tono underscore Toronto page and then we also have a battleline tactical podcast and a battleline tactical ig page that we posted up on so if you're not seeing it i'm going to come over to your house i'm going to hit you in the head with a tack hammer okay because you should be able to find it if you're not because if not something's wrong with your brain and needs to be calibrated so <laughs> check it out there's it out. uh there's been some like fans of the show who have hit hit me up when we've posted this type of stuff and they're like ian we got to see you at a battle line tactical uh training course because uh a lot of the people who listen to the show have actually trained with you in that type of thing and yeah. uh yeah i've yet i've yet to actually go and and my to be honest guys I think it has to do with the culture of just where I am. Like my tactical experience, extremely limited. I'm I'm a gun owner, but I'm I'm very limited on what I know. So I'd, I'd probably benefit a lot from taking a class with you. It's a bit it's tough, and it's not like we can do a course in. It's tough doing courses in New York City, guys. I, exactly. Yes, them gun them they gun the lawful gun owners. It's tough to get a gun in the. New York City, and I don't want to go. You can't even fly through LaGuardia. If I have a gun and I'm going through LaGuardia or JFK or even Newark, 
and I happen to get laid over there, I can't leave the airport with my bag or else I'm breaking the law. That is how strict it is. So if I'm even coming near the state of New York or New Jersey, I won't bring a gun with me because I, I can't. I, even if I'm just passing through as a connection. And I don't know if you didn't know that, guys. That's the God honest truth, even if it's just a connection because it's so tough. But we, we'll try to get courses nearby. I know, guys, if you're in New York City, I think we do have one actually in New Hampshire this year. I don't think I know we do. The, in well, New, New Hampshire New is yeah. very friendly with gun laws. That's actually why Phil Abonte moved there and opened a gun store there. Yeah, with with uh, with my buddy Hodge, Robert Robert Hodgkins. Uh, he's another GRS buddy of mine that opened has their store out there. And well, there you go, Ian. Get your ass up there. Or if you <laughs> want to come eat lobster, we actually have one in Bangor, Maine this year as well. Nice. And I'm looking forward to that. I that is one state, one place. I've never been to Maine, never. And I I I know it's just going to be beautiful outdoor. I, I I believe it's an outdoor range. If it's not, it should be. But I'm going to be outside regardless, going for a run after we get done shooting. If it's an indoor range or an outdoor range, and um, nah, it doesn't matter if you're a novice. Doesn't matter if you're uh, you're uh, you're been shooting for a long time. Uh, I we have fun. You, you just there's there's no ego at all. We just have a good time. And yeah, Ian, damn, you better get the one in New Hampshire. That's kind of close. Yeah. Man. And I, I like taking little road trips. And plus, it's pretty <laughs> scenic there. It'd be cool to come out. Beautiful. And it, that's the beauty of it. I love driving more than anything. Now, if I can get to a course, I'm going to drive there. Probably won't drive to New Hampshire from Nebraska. But if I can drive, because because uh, you are, you, you do see so much in and I, you know, like we we always talk about with spending too much time on social media, spending too much time on watching the mainstream media, spending too much time on your phones. Man, go for a drive, go yeah. for a run, get out there and, and see what you're missing. It's 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 amazing. It's just amazing. I'm looking right now, even though I got the podcast on, we're doing it. I'm looking out my window. It, there's snow everywhere in Nebraska right now, but it's actually blue sky. It's actually pretty, even though it's butt ass cold. <laughs> looking out and talking to you guys, but I'm still, I'm still just, God, it's so beautiful. Huh? And, and you, people miss that and they miss that. And then when you come to a gun range, especially the outdoor ranges, that's what's so beautiful about it too. Especially when we have nice days is that you're out there in the woods or you're out there at a range, but you're outside and usually you're far away from civilization because you do have bullets flying. Even though there's big berms and, and you just, take it in that's also why we 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 shut courses down i mean i'm four o'clock we're done i don't i don't let it drag on anymore like we used to when we started battle line uh, it's done because part of coming to a battle line course a lot of these people travel they travel a long way to come to our courses i want you to experience what that place has to offer because i am i'm going for a run i'm going to go find me a, a maybe a local restaurant or just go for it because i always rent a car i'm going to go for a drive because you're in Bangor, Maine. I want to see what Bangor, Maine has to offer. So, you know, we're done. 9.30 we start, maybe even 10 if it's – and we'll roll till 4. If we start at 10, we'll roll till 5. But then you have the rest of the day and the night to go to go just see the sights and see the city. That's part of the experience of coming to a tactical – battle line tactical course is that you actually – I want you to see the city. I want you to learn a little bit. I want you to have fun. I want you to meet me. I want to meet you. I want to train with me and Benny and Ben. Uh, ben Benny Glossop and Ben Morgan, but then I want you to get out and and I want you to go experience what those cities have to offer or those small towns have to offer. A lot of these places, Americana, man, just Americana co-ops. You don't see that too much anymore. So all this industrialization, you're losing those and not being able to see those small cities. 
and it's it's wonderful, man. And and I'm going to. So if you want to go back to your hotel, fine. I'm going for a run, and I'm going to go experience the city and experience that place because that's that's all part of the of the experience of training with us and, and going to a battle line tactical course. And and you may even get to meet Ian. Never know. Might finally get to see who what Ian Scotto looks like there in the New Hampshire <laughs> course will come out. The the uh the only experience I have with any of that, you know, type of stuff, getting to shoot in a scenic place because all of the ranges in New York are indoors. <laughs> uh I mean I've done Pennsylvania. I wouldn't even call that that scenic like Poconos area. It's nice, but um Range day at Shot Show, which you know you did yeah. a whole lot of uh, yeah. shooting in the desert. There, it is really beautiful and it is really cool. Just being a, so far away from that Vegas Strip and shooting yeah. every yeah. every different thing you could think of. You kind of feel like you're in a spaghetti western. Yeah. And if you're out there by yourself, you can hear the good, the bad, and the ugly whistle. That <laughs> I can't even do it. And, but you're right. And if you're from the city, getting out in that arid area, uh, desert, high desert area. It, it's yeah it's it's beautiful but yeah i know the year you came it was free wasn't it freezing it, the last two years it was freaking cold well i've been a shot show college. a few times so i've i've been like three or four times i'd have to look back um i've done range day i think a couple of times and i have some <laughs> pictures of one of the range days i did that was really nice out um yeah, I remember that, I, I have pictures where I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Four years, I was, yeah, that was four years ago. That was the nice one. It was actually pretty nice out. Four year, three or four years ago, last year and the year before that, buddy, I, I was like hypothermic. You think you're coming to Las Vegas and oh man, I'm going to be warm, especially me leaving Nebraska. And it was like 40, and the wind was howling. And in in Nevada, when it's it's that cold, when it's only 40, but the wind's blowing, man, and you're out in that range all day. And the maximum defense where where I'm at the maximum offense machine gun lane where I'm at, we're at that corner. So we catch all the wind. I was freezing, but this year, this year, it was, it was beautiful this year. Awesome this year. And, and you're right. It's, it's just, you know, take a stop. I always do. I'll take a stop and I'll look around and I'll just take in the scenery, blue sky and look at all the rolling Hills. And I try to imagine, man, how beautiful would this be if I, if all these people weren't here and I was out here by myself yeah, it was gorgeous, brother. I, I, I'm, but yeah, I, we'll see the New Hampshire. In fact, let me see. We'll see if the New Hampshire rains outdoor. Um, I'm sure it's going to be nice. Um, last one we did close to that was uh, was actually in Delaware, uh, and the range we had out in Delaware, even though it was it was a little rainy, it was in the summertime. Gorgeous, beautiful, and I didn't realize Delaware had such nice beaches either. Because during my downtime, when when I saw some of the beaches in Delaware, it was amazing, man. Uh, People miss that. I mean, they they need to they need to see that man. Definitely I agree. Yeah, but come to think of it, I didn't even ask you this yet about Shot Show with uh, Range Day. Every year that I've gone, to me, shooting all this different stuff is amazing because I just don't have experience with it. Um, I'd be with Jack Murphy pretty much every year, and he was so jaded to everything. He's like, "Oh, it's all the same shit. There's nothing new coming out in the firearms industry. There's nothing that innovative." Uh, do you feel that way, or like, or no, is there anything you were blown no, away by? With the company that I'm with, with Maximum Defense Industries and Fort Scott Munitions, no, are you kidding me? Innovative. I mean, and for you gunheads out there. I, having a gun like we we have a we call the PDX line, which is a little PDW. It's it's a it's a shorty rifle, but it's classified as a pistol because of the buttstock or the brace it has. It's a little different. It has a five and a half inch barrel. Um, the ability to shoot. And then we have the MDX line, five oh eights and five tens because they have eight and a half inch barrel. The five ten has a ten and a half inch barrel. The difference though is 
the calibers you can shoot now from 7623 and blackout to 556. And for all you that don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry, we just don't have enough time for me to go into it. Maybe we'll do a whole show <laughs> on on guns and calibers. But this cool starts, idea. Yeah, the ability to, and, and then also the 300 blackout. I love that round, that that 300 blackout round, that, and because uh, the ability for gas regulation settings, because now they have some. There's different between different grainages. You know, we have a 190 grain, which is a lot. Let's just say this: there's a lot about a lot of bullet there at 190 grain, and it's called subsonic rounds. And then you have the supersonic rounds, which are a lower grain, which basically means they're going to go faster or slower. There's going to be more power because of more velocity with the more powder that's in there. You got to, you know, just do your do your do the due diligence. And this is one thing you can Google, but you should not be able to mix those rounds up in certain rifles because they wouldn't shoot. And you had to have manual gas settings. It's kind of like going from a manual car to a to now you've got a you know you've got an automatic. Well, now now that we have the ability to, with our guns that you can do that. It's three in a blackout. You can have different caliber. I mean, a different grainage of rounds. Subsonic and supersonic are the little catch terms that you use. Uh, and you can put them in the same magazine, put them in the same, shoot them at the same time. You know, within the same magazine, semi one at a time. Normally in the past, the gun would not work. It would, you'd have a stoppage. You'd have a misfire because of there wasn't enough pressure to shoot the certain types of rounds because of the gas buildup that you had to have. Um, but now because we – and this is Maximum Defense Industries. They're the ones that did it. Nobody else has done it at this point. See, people have tried to copy it and have been unsuccessful um, having the uh, having that, that gas rig on the three and a blackout set so you can shoot both. That's Honestly, Ian, that's a big deal. In, uh, in not any just in the civilian world, but that's a big deal in the uh, in the special operations world, in the uh, agency world, law enforcement world, because you don't want to have and, and sometimes it happens. You, you put the wrong ammo. You shouldn't. But sometimes the wrong ammo goes into your magazine based off the gun that you have um, and you're going to have a stoppage. And you definitely don't want to have a misfire or stoppage when you need that gun to be fired. So that's a big deal. But then. Just the the size of the guns and then the the, the braces, the butt socks that we have are are revolutionary. That people have been trying to copy, and um, I know Maxim doesn't pass to give him a shout out, but I, I I rep them. I've been with Maxim Defense Industries for since they started, and just to see that they've gone from you know being just one of the industry to basically the foremost leader now, even the one that just the people are starting to copy because of we're doing it so well. Uh, yeah, I can say without a doubt that no, it's not just going and getting a, a, a an AR platform anymore, getting a rifle anymore, and shooting it. It's not the same. There are revolutionary products coming out there every year, and I can say that with a, with a lot of conviction because I'm with the company that re- has been revolutionizing and making guns better since I started with them. And and not, it's not from me; it's from those engineers that are there. The guy's smarter than me. I'm just a pretty face that gets pictures taken with him. That's all. It's not even that pretty anymore because I'm getting older. But I, I've been with a company that's been revolutionizing the uh, the AR platform industry and the PDX, which is the little pistol industry, since uh, geez, 2016, I want to say. And this year again, it unbelievable what we're doing. And also having a silencer on a machine gun. That used to be unheard of. We have, and some of us call you'll call it a can, and it's endearingly called a can. It's a suppressor. Being able to put a suppressor on a machine gun, a 240 Bravo, 
that you, who, that that blew people's minds, and now it it we we've got it, and actually there's companies that are doing it now. I think we still do it the best. Putting a suppressor on a machine gun that is a huge huge game changer in in the world of combat, in the world of our fight against terrorism. Um, and the guys, all the say, well, what if the bad guys get a hold of it? What if it, what if criminals get a hold of it? Actually, a lot of that stuff is only for government consumption anyway. You can't oh, wow. get it unless you're a government agency. So. So just to show that you're not biased, you know, because I know these are companies that you work for, I'm, I'm curious if outside of companies you have anything to do with, if there's anything that you shot that you were like, wow, I'm digging this. Dude, CZ, I wish I wish I could get an endorsement with CZ uh, pistols. I think they're, uh, I, I, I have pistols. Honestly, I, I shoot an STI. I think it's a good gun. Uh, CZ, for the price that you're paying for a handgun, just the 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 pistol it's unbelievable just putting your hand and shooting it it's so smooth it does you don't need to do anything to it the the pit the the trigger as far as the pull on the trigger the weight is perfect um and they're based out of kansas city and they're so inexpensive for the gun that you're getting cz is something that i i am not with uh in fact i'm with one of their competitors and if i lose their competitor because of this that's fine with me i don't really care <laughs> i mean i'll switch with but uh CZ is unbelievable. I, I and I, I would I would love to be a brand ambassador for them. Um, but I, I shoot their stuff, um, and it's and it's not something I actually take to the battle line courses. People see me. I'm with. I usually carry an STI, uh, and um, they're they're great guns too. But man, CZ makes some good weapons out there. And again, what what's awesome about it is you're not having to spend three thousand dollars for a gun. You, you know, on a pistol, you're a good pistol. You're going to spend four or five hundred bucks, maybe even six hundred, depending on the state you're in. But that's that's a good gun. Um, you're getting a basically a spending five hundred dollars with a CZ CZ pistol, and you're getting a three thousand dollar quality gun. And and that's important. That really is. If you if this is what you do, and and you also for home defense, and also for all you all you ISPCA shooters out there, all you guys that are out there competing on the circuit, tremendous, tremendous. As far as rifles and ARs, nah, I, I gotta admit, brother, I I've shot a lot. I mean, I did you? I know we did that old Frankenstein rifle back in the day for Ballistic Magazine, um, which I built off an old Bushmaster platform. It was like just the pieces that I pulled from different rifles and built it together, and that was the one I actually used for years. And the original cost me like four hundred bucks for a for an AR fifteen, <laughs> which is unheard of nowadays. Um, nowadays with rifles, no, I I have to. I, I wish I could say there was one that competed with Maxim Defense Industries as far as the the shorty platforms, the MDX and the PDX lines. And now we have an AR line. I have to say, there's not. And the 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 ammo, you know, Fort Scott Munitions, we re, they're one of our sponsors, and they have been in the past, and they will be again. They've revolutionized the amp, the ammunition coming with it. As far as you want ammo that's going to tumble, you want ammo that's going to roll, and, and and when it hits, and and then when it impacts, tumble upon impact is what it's called. T U I. Yep. And uh, yeah, and and that is the only ammo that consistently does it over and over and over again. And and the fan, you know, what always gets me whenever I talk about it, though, I don't even want to talk about the product. I just want to talk about how awesome the craft family is, and and how they're just tr- a tremendous family that has a tremendous company, and the two small cities that they're in, Fort Scott, Kansas, and then Maximum Defense in Saint Cloud, Minnesota. But, you know, I, I, people, small companies now are taking over, uh, and they're they're beating the larger companies. Because not because they can mass produce, it's because they're actually putting their heart and soul in the product, and that. 
that means a hell hell of a lot and that's 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 why these guys are, are taking over and but they're also keeping it small yes they're, they need to make money but they're not getting into the mass production of ammunition and guns because once you get in that mass production phase where you're just trying to fill orders that's when the quality suffers and that's when you lose integrity and they haven't they haven't and i hope they don't if they do yeah i, I probably won't be a part of them but i don't see that ever happening at all and that's why you know that's remember we even talked me and you talked about the integrity of this program that's why we're going to keep it uh, if we say it but that's why we if we ever got offered to go to sirius or iheart or, or somebody to syndicate us Nah, I don't know, man. Remember we talked about that last night? Uh, yeah, well, you know what I was quality. talking about, which was really people may have heard it on uh, an old, older episode. Not older, actually, just it was somewhat recent of uh, Joe Rogan, where he was like, "Man, I got offered an awesome deal at Sirius," and he was obviously being sarcastic. He's like, "Yeah, their deal was." Uh, We'll put your show on the air, and we'll pay you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm good on like, that." Really? And yes, yeah, so a lot of the times, that's what. Yeah, that's how it is. I mean, I like that we're doing everything completely independently. Um, you know what I was going to ask you about? I know that you met some cool uh, nonprofits while you were there because some of them actually hit me up, and you know, they were like, "Hey, we'd love to come on the show sometime." And there were when I've been at Shot Show, there's been some really great nonprofits, but. In Vegas, in general, and I don't think they had a presence at SHOT Show, there's a group called Forgotten Not Gone, which I know because I interviewed P- Peter Guidry, and it kind of plays into us doing stuff with CBD now because they're big believers in CBD, Kratom, yeah. not doing this as an advertisement, but just the thing that they do that's really cool is Peter's former Air Force, and he had a bunch of injuries. He said his knees were getting locked up, and you know, he was just sitting in the house doing a whole lot of no- nothing, and him and his wife founded this group, who's also a veteran, and they ride these really cool trikes all over Vegas and their whole, you know, all of the Vegas Strip and their whole uh, agenda, I guess, is get out of the house and go do something. And, you know, getting these veterans together to just ride these trikes all over. Some of them are painted with Forgotten Not Gone, trying to bring um, attention to veterans issues. It's, it's cool to see that type of thing. It, it, it is. I, you've seen if you have seen them before. They actually have their little FNG logos. <laughs> that that's funny oh, so you too, have seen that's them. That's it. Yeah, because well, FNG in the military. That's why I love how they use that forgotten not gone because it's a play on being an FF, FNG in the military world. If you're an FNG at a unit when you first got there, FN you're the FN new guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that. that. I've yeah, heard that. That's awesome. I, of course, I've seen it. Like FNG, and then oh yeah, that's. Uh, I, I don't know Mr. Gidry. I, I know we probably crossed paths in certain circles before, but um, yeah, that again goes about what we talk about getting outside. Veterans, get outside. Go do something. Don't just sit in your house. Don't just sit and stew and let the demons come. Been there, guys. I know how that is. You just don't want to move. Force yourself to get out and go do something. Even if it was me just forcing myself to get in my truck and drive to a store just to walk around the store a little bit. All these, every store has a coffee shop nowadays, whether it's a supermarket or a target or, or anything. And that's what I would do just to, just to get out of the, of, of being alone. And because I, you know, I went through pretty, pretty great. I'm glad we reconciled, but I am very happy. I'm blessed that it happened, but I went through a pretty bad divorce stage where I was, when I come home off the road, I was by myself in my house and it can get depressing. And this, this gives you another avenue. If you don't have the avenues or, or maybe the intestinal force that I, that I was able to have to just get off my butt and say, okay, I got to go do something. Yeah. This at least gives you something that's, and you can go with like-minded individuals and ride around Las Vegas on a, on a, on a trike and you get some exercise out of it. 
And I, I guarantee, you, just based off the FNG, how they played on words there, <laughs> and I, even though I've never met, never met Mr. Gearsley before, I've never met him. I, I guarantee you, those guys are having a good time, and they yeah, always they seem are. like they're having they a good are. time when I see them right by. I, <laughs> so. They, they definitely are. We should get him on the show at some point because he was a good interview, really great guy. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned in the coffee shops, it is true. A, a lot of the times when I have something that I need to work out or even just goals I want to plan for myself, I do go to a coffee shop. I have a notebook that I bring and, and I journal. You know, it, it might sound corny to people. Uh, I do a lot of that, not not on a daily basis, several times a week. If I'll have an hour to kind of sit down and, you know, get my thoughts together and what I'm looking to accomplish in the short term and the long term, what my values are, you know, who I am as a person, because I think we lose sight of all that stuff. I think it's a really good thing to do. So all that stuff, getting outside, journaling, meditation, going for runs, as you said, it's it's all really important for mental health. And it's something that we try to push on this on the show. Oh, definitely. And definitely. If you are going for a run, guys, you don't have to go run and kill yourself either on the run. Every once in a while, when I used to train, we had one, one really hard running day where you would push yourself beyond your limits. The rest of it, you just working up to bases. How you can keep yourself at a good pace and still enjoy being out there running. I I take pictures on my phone. Every time I run, I'm out there taking pictures. I'm going to see a sunset somewhere. I'm going to see a mountainside. I'm going to see a skyline somewhere. I, I, you know, running, I actually ran, um, what's, what's the, uh, what's the pier there in New York city? Oh yeah. Yeah. You've mentioned it before. Oh man, that's beautiful running. And that's the, it it, it allows you to stop, get your breath a little bit. Cause I hate it. But you see that I, 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 I remember running Chelsea pier and going, Oh my gosh! Seeing over the river to New Jersey, and then seeing some of the scenes like with the with the with the battleship that's there, and it's amazing. Actually, I am going to do a fourth book of I don't know Tonto runs across America or Tonto's pictures across the world because over the last probably six years, when when we stopped using flip phones, we started to make the smartphones with the cool cameras. Every time I go for a run, I'll take a picture. Uh, sunset in Naples, Naples, Florida is probably the most beautiful sunset in the world on the Gulf of Mexico. And the only reason I'm able to see those is because I don't sit in my motel room when I go on trips and I don't sit on my butt when I get out and I go run. And and I'm out there taking pictures. And it's also I'm not killing myself on the run. I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying the scenery and I'm taking a stop stop and i'm seeing just the beauty and we we miss that man we have a lot of people miss that in, in their daily lives yeah. uh, uh, because they, they're always knee deep in politics or knee deep in outrage what, what are we outraged <laughs> about today it, re- it really is true i mean i, I think is. sometimes i go out with my friends and catch a sunset and i realize that they literally never do that and it's such a great <laughs> spot in my town to catch the sunset and it's I mean, we forget about the beauty of this earth. You know, I went to, uh, I don't even think I mentioned to you, when when I um, basically left my last job in May uh, and then into June, immediately went on this trip to Sedona, Arizona with some friends. Whoa, that's beautiful, dude. Yeah, we did some hiking. And one of my friends, George, came up with the idea. He's like, man, why don't we go back to that park late at night and just check out the stars? He's like, I'm sure it'll be amazing. And it was like being in a planetarium out there. It is unlike anything you've ever seen. And it just, it it really humbles you and brings you back to earth. The fact that all this bullshit we look at all day, all this outrage, coronavirus, you know, like <laughs> everything going on. It, it's like 
forget about all that and and you know bring yourself back to earth and kind of calm down and let go of that stress in your life and realize like this is a beautiful planet and experience it experience yeah. it. get outside the house I, you got to. I, I mean, we, we're going to get Christoph Lewis on our show here. He's got his own podcast, but uh, he, Christoph was a Navy Navy veteran. When I, I was on his podcast a, f- a few months back, and we talked about how be- you mentioned stars, how beautiful stars look under night vision when you're yeah. looking up in the sky. And we started just to talk, and we went off on a complete roll about looking up in the sky and how beautiful it was in the middle of Afghanistan, away from our families. And seeing the stars in their night vision. And again, that's you're in all that craziness. You're away from home and you still we still had the time and the chance we made ourselves look up and just seeing the stars and 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 just thinking, man, you know what? This is awesome. Who gets to experience that? And that's just every day, just getting out in the city, like you said, or getting out in Sedona where there's no where there's no illumination from street lights and city lights there's and nothing. looking up in the sky. How many of y'all have actually done that where you can do it? Even me. I, I still do. I still look up in the sky. I'm looking out of the sky right now as I'm doing this podcast, looking out at, at the snow and the butt-ass cold Nebraska. I'm seeing the turkeys walk in front of my house right now and going, man, I'm doing a podcast kind of working a little bit because that's what I do now, but I'm still sitting here and looking outside, looking at nature in North Omaha, Nebraska going, man, how lucky is this dude? It's freaking awesome. People need to do that. It truly is like that whole, you know, it's corny, but that the best things in life, (laughs) you know, are free going out and experiencing all this stuff. Uh, yeah, go out and do it, man. Whether you, whether it's a beach that you can go to, catching a sunset, catching the night sky, it'll definitely bring you back to reality. And sometimes, I know you're mentioning taking pictures and, and putting out a book of it, but yeah. sometimes, sometimes not taking pictures, sometimes not being on your phone and just experiencing it and having that hour or two away from the phone, away from everything, which you do. You know, because we've talked about it before. Oh, how yeah. You, you have I your do. phone off for hours at a time, sometimes a really long time. And I, I think that's great. I think more people need to do it. I just I just turn off. I'll come home and turn off. And you, you're right. You and I work out different. You go out when you run. You want to have no technology at all. When when I run, I like my music there. Actually, I have a run app that tracks my run. Cause I, I do still take running very seriously. I, I just I don't I don't like the competition aspect of it anymore, but I still like to, to see how many miles I'm putting in, see where my pace is. And, but also having that to take a picture when I'm out. Cause there's, I, there's so many cool things you see when you're out on a run. That's why I always tell people when you're on a trip or you come to a battle line course, go for a run. There's no better way to see a place than actually run it. And that is the God honest truth. I read that in runner's world magazine when I used to get that. And I, I honestly believe that there's no better way to see running in Baghdad in the green zone. I'd put my body armor on and I'd run I'd run Saddam's the Saddam's uh, stadium where the cross swords were, and he had the stadium steps. I ran that. I, 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 who gets to do that? And this was in 2004 when it was still pretty bad. <laughs> I, I ran all that. I, and I, that was a great experience running where where Saddam used to hold and do his speeches under the cross swords and and running the, the there was like a stadium style seating running all that and they have a tomb of the unknown soldier there I went up to the, I remember running at the top of the tomb of the unknown soldier it, they have that actually in Baghdad so the guys that worked there know what I'm talking about and at that time there were car bombs going off everywhere and I could run to the top of that and you could see basically 360 of Baghdad and you would just see smoke coming up from where all these car bombs were going off and just, and just going, Oh my gosh, this is, uh, you know, it's, it's almost surreal. I, the only, I, I regret that 
I wasn't able, I equate that to being able to probably similar to the guys that were in the first desert storm that saw all those basically saw Remember, they, they reported like seeing the ocean on fire because Saddam lit all those, uh, those, uh, sea, uh, he lit all the, they had the oil, the, all those oil drills in the ocean and he lit all those on fire. And people, I remember, I think I noticed a couple of my buddies that were there that said, man, I, I just sat there and watched because it looked like the ocean was burning. Wow. That is some things that's just, just cool. And that's how I equated when I was, when I would go run in Baghdad and go and just, I'd go just get to the top of what I could see. And I'd look around the city and it wasn't, I wasn't panicked. I wasn't, I just was like, wow, man, I'm here in the middle of this running, going for a jog. I wish I would have got more pictures because in 2004, that was still when flip phones were going on. So I didn't, man, I wish I would have had a smartphone because I would have just videoed it. And I, but I still remember it vividly in my head, but that's like you're saying, sometimes you turn it off, but you're going to remember those things in your head for the rest of your life. That was yeah. 16 years ago. And I still remember wow. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah D- David yeah. Goggins is on like my wish list for the show and he is a running fiend. Yeah. Navy SEAL David Goggins. I mean, yeah, that guy does hundreds of miles, no stopping. It's, it's insane. And he's, he's such an inspirational guy. So I would love to get him on at some point, but anyway, man, wrapping things up here, uh, check out Ryan Weaver, weavercountry.com at Weaver country on Twitter at Ryan Weaver Country on Instagram. We usually wrap up the show with Mark Slaughter never giving up, but for this occasion, since we had Ryan on, we're going to wrap up with The Arrival, which you're hearing, um, and you can check that out everywhere. The video will be up in the future, as you heard Ryan talk about during the interview. Uh, any questions for the show, email us. It's battlelinepodcast at gmail.com, um, and we're always looking for new sponsors that are bringing out quality product like Ned CBD. So, uh, Ian Scotto yeah. at uh, Ian Scotto Radio at gmail.com for any of those. Ian Scotto Radio at gmail.com. Uh, and I think that's it, man. We got into a whole lot yeah. of different things, got into some running, some inspiration, as well as uh, Ryan's uh, newest projects. Anything else before uh, we wrap this one up? Nah, brother. I got. I got. Actually, it's getting dark out. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna put on my level three cold snivel gear on my snivel gear, and I'm gonna get out there and go for a run, man. As we talked about it. If not, I got a nice treadmill downstairs, and I can do four hundreds. I can do my ten four hundreds and get a workout in down. So I'm. I'm getting ready to get after it. I'm all motivated, man. I love it, man. That's great to hear. Uh, and thanks, as always, to the to the listeners. This thing has grown tremendously. Yeah, Only a dozen episodes you. in, and it's it's thanks to you guys. No, it is. Thank you all out there. I don't say it enough. I don't think I've really said it enough. Uh, if I have in the last 11 episodes, thank you for this. Thank you for making this as it, it's growing to be a success. It still is being successful. I think in my eyes, it was successful from, from day one, from just getting off the ground. But Ian, Ian, that's why Ian's there. He sets the standards that we got to meet. <laughs> so until Ian says, yep, we're at the point we're at, you know, we're going to keep giving 110% and we'll keep uh, keep talking for you guys out there. I hope, I'm glad you're listening to it, but make sure you let Ian know what we're missing. Ian will let Ian will see it. I may not always see it, but Ian will. And believe me, he'll tell me if it's something we need to fix. He, he's, he won't shy away that crazy New Yorker. He's going <laughs> to tell funny. me what we need to do. So thank you all out there. God bless you all as well. Yeah. I've been happy with these and, and we have some great guests coming on in the, uh, in the coming month. I don't want to give anyone away. Like we have a huge one, but you never know if things fall through. So I just I don't want to say next week on the show, but if things go according to plan, next week on the show is going to be the biggest guest yet. 
Uh, and that's just keep it at that. Just keep it, keep pique their interest because you're right, brother. I've I've been there too. We're like 24 hours out, shit, and I gotta cancel. So um, nah, bro. Let's just let's just don't let karma have anything to do with this, dude. Let's just keep it on the download until it happens. All right, man. I'm with you on that one, brother. I'm breaking through the horizon. A lightning flash in the sky. Feel the heat coming off of me, baptized by fire. This is my arrival, fighting for survival. I made it to the top, I'm taking my shot. This is my arrival, this is my arrival.